0: Welcome to the podcast. It's a no for me. I'm your host, Star. And I'm Josie. Thanks for joining us today. Baby, it's a no for me. It's a no for me. You see, it's our beginning and we're going It's One more time for the folks in the back. Baby. See us out healing, and we're Welcome back, everybody. What? happy What's up? <laughs> What's up? Happy almost August. We out here. So today we're trying something a little different. You may be able to hear by our sound quality, but we are in separate places right now. It's still going to be a banger, though. We're still going to have a great time. Yes, it sure will be.
1: Hopefully. And don't mind my voice. I'm a little under the weather, but we're going to get through this.
0: (laughs) We're going to work it out, okay? Slowly but surely. So let's dive in with our quote for the day. So today's quote is, Everything will work out in
1: the end. You don't need to know how. You just have to trust that it will.
0: Come on, somebody. Yes. Absolutely. That is resonating with my spirit. <laughs> I feel um, like in
1: this moment, this is exactly what we're going through.
0: Exactly. It, yeah, I agree. I think it's one of those... It, it almost sounds like, like a, you know, cliche kind of quote... But I understand now more than ever why that's such a relevant belief system, if you will, because it's almost like a way of believing the way you perceive, you know, situations and things around you, just having that faith that it'll work out.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the whole aspect of manifesting. Manifesting is basically believing that you already have the thing without thinking of how it's going to happen mm. it's, we get caught up in the how right the well right yeah, I want this or you know if you're in the midst of change you're like I need this to happen but you're constantly saying like well how is it going to happen and if it doesn't go that way then blah 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 right so
0: yeah
1: I think that's our ego, that's our controlled self wanting to control the aspects of everything that happens with us. And uh, we that's not how life is. We don't control everything.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I think sometimes that out of control feeling or feeling like you're not in control, you can really get spun out on that. Like if control is your thing.
1: Uh. Yes, I think that's (laughs) that's something I had to really work on and understand that I am not the ultimate person in control. And I think understanding that I have a higher power, that truly makes me understand that. Things have to sometimes be left up to whoever is up there watching over me.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's just... Uh, I mean, I don't want to say it's to chance, but it's it's not for us to know. Like it's not our business and it, basically. It's none yeah. of your business the way, <laughs> you know, the plans that are for you, which is a little backwards because you're like, how it ain't my business if they're my plans. Yeah. But at the same time, that's the whole trust the process. Yeah, the only thing that is your business is you know,
1: focusing on exactly what you want and making the plans, not on how they're
0: happen yes i uh, see so, yeah i agree with that
1: yeah definitely change is it's one of those that are is inedible inedible
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, meant, um, oh. but like we're saying we don't have control over the outcome but we for those people who are you know control freaks have to focus on the parts that Are in control of so you don't spin out on not having full control of everything
0: yeah because it's it's a losing battle in my opinion you there are only so many things you can control but when I think about control especially self-control um when I think about those things like how often do we sit down and like really grasp okay, what are the things that literally I, c- I have control of and what are the things that I don't have no control over at all and I need to just let that shit ride. Yeah. Like, we don't always take it all in. We kind of, you know, wh- however we were, you know, raised to kind of work through those tactics, whether it's by manipulation or being an overachiever or perfectionism, like, whatever our mechanism is, we just go 10 times harder in that area. And then I feel like it always ends up in burnout or it ends up in overexhaustion or it ends up with, you know, mental mental strain because you're trying to basically force something to happen that is not always in the cards. Yeah.
1: Or I feel like we also sometimes feel as if, we haven't reached that what we want because it's not in the form that we want it to be in. Mm. So like, let's say I'm like, oh, I want to be wealthy, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People think of wealthy as like, oh, you're winning the lottery. It's just simple monetary, right? right? What if I'm somehow offered a high position job that will make me wealthy, right? Or somehow become an artist that just gets really wealthy off of that those are right. forms of the same thing that I want to achieve but if it's not coming in the form that I want it in I'm just kind of dismissing it as if nothing's happening for me
0: mm. uh, like yeah. it's those blessings because it's not what you want specifically what you want. Mm-hmm. it doesn't look like how you want it to look it's not yeah that's true too and I like when you said that, I thought of many times where, you know, I had to learn a lesson from someone I didn't really like a whole lot, but, and I noticed the difference between when I learn a lesson from somebody I love a lot or like a lot versus when I learn somebody, I a lesson from somebody I can't stand, uh-huh. the weight of those lessons feels different, but in reality, they're identical if not if not reverse, where I actually really learned the lesson from the person that I thought I didn't like so much.
1: Yeah, but you try to discredit it because it's coming from the person you don't like.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah that that definitely happens too.
0: Yeah. This, gotta,
1: yeah, that's the thing, I think we have to be able to, um, I like to focus on, like, Grounding myself because I feel like when I'm actually grounded and stable, I'm able to see things from a different perspective. Not really what I want things to go. I'm more so like, oh, things are flowing for me, and sometimes I feel like I'm going against it. That that's why they're not coming towards me.
0: That's why. Yeah, like- it, it usually is us. That's the in our own way. Like oh. that's what I'm learning. We be the ones. <laughs> it not nobody else. It be our own self.
1: Yeah, whether it's through thoughts or actions, I feel like probably daily are, it's kind of like that form of um, alchemy, but use your energy for the positive for the bad. So it depends on mm. who actions are that's going to form the alchemy that you want. Back in January, when I got <laughs> removed from my other position at my old job, I thought about it as a negative thing. Like I was like, why is this happening? Like, Yes, I had been, (laughs) this is the thing, I had been telling myself for the past three months prior to this happening, I told myself, I don't want to be at this job no more, like it just didn't feel fulfilling anymore, I wanted to go do the whole art, you know, my art pursuit and just be like, I really feel like that's what's calling me. So when that thing happened in January, I was like, what the heck, is this the universe making room for what I've been wishing for right and then um I got transferred to my current position and I was like okay I I basically was out of work for a month so I was like within that month I was able to work on my art stuff and set up a lot of things that I hadn't had time to do Mm -hmm. job so I kind of saw that as a blessing like yes I don't have a job right now but I'm able to do what I need to do, right? Well, what I didn't have time to do. Right. And I got stepped into this job and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm back to work. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) opposite of what I was trying to do, you know, remove myself from the position. But then I decided to think about it in the opposite way. Like, okay, what is this? What blessing is going to come from this that I'm obviously having to step into it, Right. Right. how I thought about it, my goal was to finish off the year and then in 2023, like, try to just do art full on. Mm. When I was brought to this position and then I was told it was temporary, I was like, huh, right. at the universe giving me another time frame to focus and then be ready for when the time comes? You know, I feel like the universe was kind of setting me up for time of learning something new that's going to help me for what I really want. So how I see it is just kind of like this time frame is going to teach me something and we sure know it's coming to an end soon, maybe within a month. So I feel like right now I really do feel like it's the time for action and the time to just go, go, go that I'm like really focusing on how I could really make that my full time because i just feel like i've been set up for that to happen that i have to put my effort into it now to actually make it a reality basically
0: yeah and that's you said a key phrase at the end there is you gotta put your effort into it and that's the thing manifest doesn't mean just sit there and hope like it it requires a lot of fucking work yeah oh yeah spiritual, mental, physical I mean you go through a lot of growth to manifest things sometimes.
1: Yeah I feel like right now the whole manifestation thing is kind of like becoming so what is the term mainstream?
0: Mainstream yeah that's what I was going to say Yeah, that that people aren't everybody and their mama
1: yeah everyone's doing (laughs) it And I feel like it's, it's wonderful because obviously it has positive benefits from it. Right. It's being so mainstream that they're not really doing every part that it takes to get there or to make that a reality, you know?
0: Yeah, or not even understanding what that means, what it means to manifest something.
1: Yeah. It could be bad or good, depending on what you're trying to manifest.
0: Yeah. Or like you were saying, um, visualization, like that's not maybe something I would have necessarily spent nine to 12 minutes a day doing, or, you know, like what are the steps to manifesting? How do you get there? It looks different for a lot of people, but the bulk of it is literally expending your energy on this thought, on this goal, on this, Idea and trusting that you will navigate or pr- be prepared properly, and whatever lessons of your life you have to learn. Yeah. To get there. It's not just like a birthday wish candle where you blow <laughs> that shit out and it happens.
1: Exactly. I think that, that's a big part that a lot of us kind of, I mean, I don't know if it's because we're, I mean, I'm not going to say we're lazy, because not all of us are lazy, but <laughs> I kind of <is. laughs> <laughs> said, we. Uh, but I feel like we're kind of, we don't want to put energy into things that we don't know for sure. Because as humans, we want things that show results right away, right? Or have something mm-hmm. to show for it. And when it doesn't, manifesting isn't going to appear within a second of you manifesting it. So that's why sometimes we, We don't fully want to commit to it and just see it as a, like a, like a prayer, like a hopeful wish, you know, like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to do nothing for it. So i really acting on a lot of our wishes and beliefs to make them a reality and understand that they don't just have to be beliefs. They could actually be something that we get in life.
0: Right. That's actually facts. Um when it comes to trusting the process, what would you say is the most difficult part? Or yeah, what would you say is the most difficult part? Damn.
1: Um <laughs> I feel like the process is the most <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Because I feel like I mean, you know, within the time that you have to see it, you know, be accomplished, that's where you're you're most doubtful if you're not really grounded, like I said, and pay attention to your thoughts. Because we're so we could be so um, consumed by other people's ideas or thoughts that we think that ours can't become reality just because mm. it's somebody else. So I feel like within The time frame that you're waiting for it to happen just remain focused and actually believe that it's going to happen for you
0: yeah see I was going to say you said the process is the most difficult part and I agree with that but what came to my mind was the trust part like you want me to trust who? (laughs) you want me to trust what? (laughs) I feel like the trust is the hardest part of that whole thing um it's that faith component.
1: Yes. And I agree with that because I don't know if it has to do with I'll say mine, but I know we've been through some uh, religious traumas and shit. Uh And I don't know if sometimes that plays into part with it, but I do get random thoughts of is there anything beyond me?
0: Mm Or
1: your power, you know? And that's when I start like sometimes you railing and I'm like, nah, bro, like refocus. That's the whole thing of how, again, it yeah. doesn't matter how it's just believing that it is, there is something else out there for you and something or a higher power, which is why I just, I just try to think that there is, Um, because once again, we don't really have evidence that there is. Right. We feel like through these little things that we go through in life or that things that happen to us, we kind of do have a little tiny bit of evidence that there's something beyond and greater than us, you know?
0: Exactly. Yeah. And not only that, but I, I, you know, <laughs> when I think about, you know, waiting 2,000 years for somebody to come out of a grave, I'm telling you, it wasn't until I, I started really going into Scientology. And I feel like just just studying it, just studying cults, like just studying the way they operate, how they work, how people become believers. To believe in something so profound that they would die for it. And and some people will call it brainwashing. Others would just say they're believers. And I think for me, I'm just like, I, I admire that type of faith where you would just you know walk off a cliff (laughs) if, if somebody told you to for your beliefs yeah almost like a martyr yeah right um however for me i don't know that i have that bone in my body um but if i did and and you know, just theoretically speaking, I would want it to be for myself. Like, I want to go that hard for me always. Not necessarily saying that I, I wouldn't go hard for God or my higher power, but I want to, at the very least, match that energy when it comes to myself. Exactly. Because there's people who go
1: like, that hard for, you know, God, the church, yet when they go back home their house is broken you know why don't you do the same for yourself because in reality everything starts from within for yourself Mm -hmm. you're basically showing a fake face to someone because you're not even caring for your own self right yeah I feel like sometimes it's like wishful thinking that there is something greater um but I don't know it's difficult to really think that there is when like obviously like
0: you said this been so many years yeah Yeah. and you know what made me think that again when i was watching that documentary they were like no our leader is coming back he's going to come back and i'm like bro this man was born in 1950 he ain't coming back like but at the same time i think about how many people are are set like you can't even get in heaven until you profess that he died and rose again so I don't know what we gonna do (laughs) but but it's a belief it's a belief and it's it's at that point it's mainstream yeah so yeah I just I, I find that both interesting i find it almost sort of hindering but i also find it extremely powerful i i am i admire that type of you know unwavering faith if you will i think it's awesome yeah i also think they struggle like anybody else though so then i'd be you know confused (laughs) yeah and that's that's kind of part of why I
1: question because I'm like if you've dedicated so much and done all the followed all the 10 commandments or whatever why are you still struggling you know and that's when it's like fuck I'm not even I'm not that close to God and I'm still basically in the same situation as you so please help me understand how you following this path have helped you more and it's still not right you know i right. i'm not talking shit i'm just saying it's it's difficult for me personally to comprehend that there is something really there when there's no evidence that i could see you know
0: yeah and i mean but that, i think that's the same with our whole quote the same with this whole topic is trust the process you're just asking me to trust blindly i feel like that's exactly what's happening in, with the perspective that we're taking in, in terms of religion. I grew up in, okay, on the first pew, sitting in church, singing, rocking, all that. And I, I didn't have a, I, I didn't have a, I didn't know another way to believe because that is what was ingrained. And I just feel like I'm not even mad at that. I, but show me what, where is the beating and pounding into my head that I am awesome and I am worthy and I'm going to have good days and I'm going to have bad days and I'm going to have flaws. And where is that preaching? Yeah. You know, where is the preaching that says, if you just, well, my grandfather used to tell me all the time, just put God first, trust in the Lord and everything will be okay. And I'm not going to cap to this day. I still, I still rock with that. I have a tattoo that says that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really? It's in Spanish, but it says, si pones tu fe en el Señor, todo es posible. So basically, if you trust God, anything is possible.
0: Boom. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why I'm like, I was hardcore religious back in the day. But yeah, I really, I question sometimes, like what made me like, you know, estrain myself from that? Um, And I think it's just, no. Me learning different things, advancing my knowledge, understanding that there's could be multiple things and not just one thing, you know? Yeah. I feel like all of us as a whole is a unity. We're oneness of itself. So um, I kind of got, I pulled out that. Um, well, today I did a, a Oracle deck, like pull card. I pulled some cards, whatever. I love and that for you. One of them was... Um, we're all, we're all in one, all, basically all, um, all creatures, all, we're just one with God and we just have to kind of understand that to realize that we're no different than anybody else. Right. All the
0: same things. Agreed. Literally just had that conversation yesterday. Yes. How we're all the same, like a dog is a dog. It doesn't matter if it's in Germany. It doesn't matter if it's in the United States. It doesn't matter if it's black. It doesn't matter if it has spots. It doesn't matter if it's gold. Like a dog is a dog. And that is what it is. We're we're all human beings. At the end of the day, we come in different variations, different sizes, different beliefs. And we all still struggle with pushing forward and trusting the process. We all still struggle with relationships. We all still struggle with um, self-love. There's so many different things that are more common than things that make us different. Exactly. I really do think
1: that eventually, like I see it really in the near future where we're all gonna start to understand this.
0: Trusting the, the process I think it it gets a bit easier when you not only trust the process, but you also learn to trust yourself. For me, that's the thing where it's like, yeah, I trust the process. that's cute, but do you trust yourself? And I think that's where most people struggle. I don't know that most people do trust themselves. I think we're we're ashamed when we make mistakes. we are. Um, well, I'm not going to say most people. There are a few who are like, you know what, we're just going to thug it and figure it out. But a large majority of people struggle with trusting themselves. Um, And I think that goes hand in hand with trusting the process because you are the process.
1: Exactly. And yeah, you're the only one that could really, at the end of the day, make the choice of what happens next, I feel like right there's i feel like we're presented with options in one form or another and you still get to choose what you're going to take
0: uh-huh.
1: you know so i i don't know i feel like <laughs> i don't even know if we could bring this up but i feel like with everything going on at work it's like there's so so much chaos and disorder that we, first of all, within our positions, we technically, and I do put on quotes right now because okay. we technically don't have the power to do certain things or to verbalize certain things. Um, so that kind of, you know, pulls back on some of the control that we can have. Um, and it makes it more difficult when we can't have the control to get the we need. Right. I, keep, I think that's the same thing with personal life. Like we, it's not like we could just hit up God and be like, hey, what's going to happen next? Okay, yeah.
0: Bye. Yeah. Damn. I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah. Cause that's, that, I think that's where a lot of us kind of lose or try, kind of lose hope because it's, we don't have that
0: one way call that we could just get yeah. a little bit of, at least a hit of what's in a cup. And I, I I think right now that's something that I'm like contemplating is the fact that I know people are gonna be calling. I know people are gonna be in a frenzy. I know that people are gonna live with anxiety all weekend long because I'm not there. And what I'm supposed to say, trust the process? <sighs> Do <Dude, laughs> You know if that's, that's-, that's-
1: apart because when you think about it, our role as service coordinators are to in a way ensure these clients that there's something else that's going to be there for them and we don't even have that answer so that yeah, we can't even give them a little bit of reassurance yeah and we're just
0: making them go more crazy I think I agree. And I and that's the thing. I, I feel like that that challenges my character. And I find that both annoying but also kind of dope because I'm learning like, nah nah, nah. I'm not budging from this. Um, I am I'm I can only do the best that I can do, but I'm not running around um, you know, with this agenda or this i'm not I'm not doing the politic thing. i'm yeah. I'm here as a human being serving. And so we already have really, it's like sixty five to almost seventy homeless people, thousand homeless people in l a. And we talked about this in one of our you know, first episodes. And they're not going to have a place to go. But at the same time, I have to really continuously remind myself that, number one, I didn't cause their homelessness at all. Two, I'm not even the cause of why they gotta go at all. So, while yes, I believe that things could have been handled differently and we really, as a collective, mishandled these people, I do not believe in going crazy and you know, doing the whole thing, even though it truly makes me sad because I know it could have been done differently. I know we could have laced it. I told y'all, I like to lace people well, yeah, I like to make sure you understand everything that's going on. Don't ambush me, don't give me no surprise attack, and if you do, all right, just understand I now know how you move, and i'm I can adjust myself accordingly. That's not what that's not the opportunity our clients have. Yeah. So now we're supposed to just be like, "Oh, trust the process. It'll be fine." And and mind you, this is my second time going through this. So now I just feel like I'm in an emotionally abusive relationship, and you just like messing with my emotions. <laughs> That's I mean, what it's giving.
1: And even like prior to that, it was I feel like we they were playing with their emotions when it came to the dates that they were setting for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So right. This is actually public information, so I feel like I could share this. But oh, okay, go for it. Yeah, they were saying how at first, you know, we were potentially going to close June 30th. <laughs> and then it got pushed to August 30th. So right. it was around like April, May, I believe. So we were riding that wave of like, okay, we have till August. June, the end of June comes, and then they're like, oh, actually, it might be September. And it's like, and even then it wasn't a for sure, you know, and we're teeter-tottering back and forth between dates and it gets hectic, not only for us, but for the clients, because they, it's seen as a joke. It's seen as like, "Uh, they don't even know their facts straight or like, they don't even know what happened. And dude, I would be thinking the same thing. Like, I wouldn't be taking it seriously if they kept going back and forth with stuff like that right and it's it's kind of sad because I feel like at the end of the day it may be coming down to the point of just money um yeah because of FEMA being the person who was paying us which I completely understand um this program was open for COVID purposes right so when COVID was hit well COVID hit they try to house or get them roofed, because it's not really housed. Uh, For the vulnerable people who may be more susceptible to contracting COVID, right? So this happened two years ago, basically, when it started. And I think FEMA is realizing, like, okay, well, COVID's dying down, so we don't have to pay you guys no more. That's how I'm seeing it. It's kind of like we, we're not saying the program isn't necessary. We're just saying get a different funding source because it shouldn't be us because it's not like a pandemic thing no more. It's
0: not an emergency anymore. It's not a crisis level emergency.
1: Exactly. <laughs> because what was what were they being called? Emergency disaster, right? Special Yeah. So when that happens, I feel like the city now has to take action and start providing for this shelter. Right. And I think that's where it's like, nah, we don't have the funds to do that. So it has to be,
0: the program has to go. Yeah. But
1: my other question is with that lawsuit that LA is currently going through, how, I, it doesn't make sense to me. You're being forced to, um, I don't remember what the uh, amount was, but I think it was like $3 billion or $3 million, whatever to build at least, I think it was 16,000 houses or housing units, which could be just a room. Right. To house X amount of people because of the lawsuit. But yet you're shutting down one of the biggest shelters.
0: In the USA, yeah.
1: Yeah, so isn't that doing the opposite of what the lawsuit is requiring? Like, Yeah. That's just how I see it. I'm like... I, I mean, I'm not even a lawyer and that shit makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so I pulled up a news article. It's from Spectrum. Um, okay. And it says that in March, the agency reported, so basically this is Lala, uh, reported that the had already spent more than $220 million on the program the federal gr- government has not reimbursed the city for any of the costs at this point, according to the mayor's office. So that alone goes to show that they're just kind of like, we're not getting paid back. So why the fuck should we waste our money? Right. You know, I, I don't know. That's a whole separate issue with the whole County thing. I really think. Yeah. I really think they need to get their ducks in order because I don't think they're going about it the proper way.
0: Yeah, and I just think it sucks that, you know, I I mean, that we're not totally a part of it, but at the same time, that goes back to that manifestation, right? If we wanted to really go hard, and we started showing up at city council meetings and we started getting a better understanding instead of speculating. And we stopped listening to poor leadership. We stopped listening to, you know, all of this hoo-ha and like really dove in. Like I know you and I, we like to know things. We we will go the extra step to research, um, you know, things that other people are just not interested in at all. But, it goes back to that, like, how willing are you to make a difference about this particular thing? Like, you willing to become a whole lawyer for it? Are you willing to show up at a meeting for it? Are you willing to call your local whoever? Like, those are the things. it's, it's It's one thing to, you know, be in a position and be, you know, sad about it or upset or feel some kind of way. But I love that you're like, Look at this article that I read. You know, like, look what is happening outside of what we understand to be happening. And that's that's what that extra mile, that extra step looks like. It doesn't have to be you going to get a degree to fight every battle for homelessness. It's caring enough to just want to know a little bit more instead of just showing up to get a paycheck and going home and not really caring or connecting with anybody.
1: Yeah, because if there's people who do do that. And if you're able to do that, that's up to you because that's how you have arranged your life to just be yeah. okay, going to work, go back like nothing. But I think as a service coordinator, basically a case manager, you are at the front line of things with your clients. You're basically yeah. what their life has been like and what they want you know, to achieve. That's, that's how I see it, because I have clients who tell me, like, hey, I went through this and this and this. That's my history, but I'm trying to do this, you know, for the album. Yeah. So being involved in that matter, it, like, impacts me to know that they may be back on the street within the next yeah. month. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty heartbreaking to think about it that, I mean, I've been at this job since February beginning of February it's been a couple months and it's like I did the most I can to help you and I'm Mm -hmm. still doing that but it sucks that I'm not being given more time to actually make sure that you fully go through the process of at least getting housed
0: yeah it's the reason I chose this this topic because it feels out of control for both the client and uh, for us Yep. nothing feels like we have a good grip on it like and as frustrating as, as it is there is some kind of valuable lesson deep down in there <laughs> you know it really is and I, i'm i can't say that i understand exactly what it is at this very moment but i will say that i i can feel there's a a lesson to be learned in this. Well,
1: um, what you shared with us earlier over text in the group chat, I found to be very true because that's how I felt at working at the rehab. It was like, as a substance abuse counselor, you want to help everybody, you know, you want to make sure they don't do drugs again, but you can't yeah. that. That's not your role. Your role is just to try to educate them and provide them the tools that can help them change their life, but it's kind of like what they say you could teach the horse whatever that you could walk the horse to water, yeah. but you can't drink whatever. It is. Yeah, yeah, that's how life is. We could just do what we can, provide the tools that we have learned, or you know, what our job is to do, but we at the end of the day, we can't fully see them flourish or you know, complete the process basically. And yeah. like you told us earlier, it would. What, what did you say? Wasn't us that got them there? Oh,
0: yeah. I was saying we are not the cause of their situation, nor are we the cause of why they have to go. Like yeah. we, we didn't cause any of that.
1: Exactly, and I think how simple that is. It's very helpful and impactful because it helped me understand. Like that is true, and I. Even if I already had this perspective with the rehab, I kind of lost track of that and was scrambling. What the fuck am I doing? So it helped me readjust to be like, no, center yourself and understand that you did what you can, and you are not the pro- the cause of them being at this place or the cause of them having, like you said. And yeah, I don't know. It was helpful. So <laughs>
0: thanks. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a struggle. But I think like most things in life, you know, what I'm learning about, you said something that immediately made me think, well, think about how many people that come we come across in our lives and we have no control over when they'll come in or walk away. Like none at all. And I think because we're helpers, because we are empath, because we are, you know, like genuinely vested in the people that we serve. And there are millions of people like this in America. Yeah. There, there are nurses like this, there are doctors like this, there are lawyers like like There are people who get in fields because they genuinely love it and still have no control over what that looks like but even in everyday relationships there are coworkers from old ass jobs that vibe just like we vibe and i don't even talk to them no more yeah you know i mean it's it's just par- it's a part of life it doesn't mean that they weren't helpful in that season that i needed them and it's the same for my clients i i really think like oh you know my co-workers are so dope yes y'all are awesome um however there have been plenty of people that to come and go out of life and they have been valuable in that season and some of them stick around for long periods of time some of them not so much the same attitude or the same theory can be applied with our clients like i may see them again i may not um I hope I don't have to see them again in the capacity that they're in today, but we're going to thug it out until the universe says otherwise.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to do everything in my little power to within this couple weeks we have left to help as many as I can. And I told myself at the end of the day, that's all I could do. I need to be um, accepting that that's the most I could do that little part of us that thinks we're not doing enough or that, yep. control, that we want to control everything. That's, that's what we got to work with right now to help us get through this portion of
0: the change. It is because sometimes people, the only thing that you can help them with is just, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is the, this is the case just reassurance it doesn't have to be 30 million paperwork and copies and all it doesn't have to do it doesn't have to be all that yeah it comes down to the simplistic human need of like i i'm sorry this is really like this really sucks yeah because ain't nobody said that to us except for amongst each other exactly I'm not interested in whose fault, who's to blame. Like, let's just acknowledge that we're all in this shit together, and we're dealing with some pretty tough things. Yep, what's so bad about that? <laughs> like, and the, I mean,
1: that's the thing that we are able to control right now is yeah the support that we could provide one another and the ear to just listen to what we're going through. Like the other day, uh, what's the name was like, are you good? And just asking those questions in the midst of all this chaos is very important to not only, like, help ground you and, like, express yourself, but realize that even if it seems like you're alone, you're not within within our group, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He was like, are you okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what? Thank you for asking, because anybody asked me today, and I'm struggling. <laughs>
1: Seriously
0: yeah we just try to
1: call thoughts but don't ask how
0: we feel about it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I, I again, you know each of us play a unique role in, in each other's lives and in our clients' lives and as a unit and separately um, and I'm again, all I can do is be grateful for that because I can't imagine being in this setting. Well, I can't imagine because I've done it. I will so then what I'll say is, I've been in the setting with the same every element was the same, except for y'all. yeah, and it was very hard to keep that same energy um every single day. And I appreciate that now that there is a a group of people that, are showing up to bat and coming in and doing what they got to do. And even on days where they be like, listen, you ain't going to see me tomorrow. Okay? Okay. <laughs> and we we give each other enough time to rest and come back. And that support is so important. Yeah. It's so important. It's important to have people who get it and who, even when I'm acting crazy that day, they're like, okay, sis, you need a nap. <laughs> You need a hug. is everything okay and and people are allowed to go through their emotions and still be accepted and loved in within our confine and I love that yeah I
1: think that's important uh, g- having a group of people or at least one person you know to understand you and be able to just reflect those I don't think reflects the right word to use in this term but Be able to bounce off those thoughts and ideas to, I don't know, I just feel like talking about it really helps when it's really too chaotic. Yeah. Simmer a little bit, you know, things down a little bit.
0: Yeah. I agree. It helps to have reciprocation and not just be sitting there feeling like you're talking to a wall or somebody who's totally uninterested. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... I think also trusting the process is part of, you know, hearing those conversations being great for those people in moments. We talk about living life moment by moment. And that's all we have with people is moments in time. Like we can laugh about things and you remember when, and, you know, reminisce on really dope memories. And that's, that's helpful enough for me to get through the day. Sometimes I got to hit somebody with the what the fuck? (laughs) 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 And it just cracks me up with joy. Even when I'm like annoyed, even when I've had a, a, you know, I look forward to those things. I look forward to, you know, knowing that if I have a question or like "Ah, Gretchen would know this, she would know this. And it's, it's just helpful. It's helpful. And I've learned a lot. Even when you have to part with those things, those people, um, even the bickering between me and my brother. It's like, what is this? <laughs> you know, a family function? But, <laughs> but I love that. I, I accept that. I appreciate that. In the time that I have it. And there will become a time where we all must part ways. And even with our clients, we all must let go. It's the letting go portion that we're anticipating and what that drop looks like. Yeah. But
1: we're scared of it it's, it's gonna be greener on the other side. It could be. Yep.
0: Instead I of mean, dropping, you might actually drop, just yes. fly away. Ugh.
1: Yeah. It's trusting that it will be. Like the quote said, at the end of the day we don't we don't know what's gonna happen. That's that's what it is. We don't know. But all we can do is trust that it will be what you want it to be at the end of it.
0: Yeah. I agree. We
1: we we will overcome this.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Not only will we overcome it, but we'll come out greater. And that's that is what is beautiful about this. Oh yeah. Um yeah.
1: I think that's what life is, you know, going through these changes, these things in life, these bumps in the roads that will teach you something that will elevate you because it's teaching you something you didn't know before, so it'll further elevate you into becoming who you, you know, you're destined to be. That's kind Thank of, that's kind of, I'm like, yes, this sucks, but it was necessary, like everything in life.
0: And What's gonna come out at the end will definitely be worth it. I agree. If I if I don't get nothing else, I'm like, look at uh, first of all, I've grown so much. We developed a podcast. Did you know you can have a podcast is in 2022? Because I didn't <laughs> I had no idea. And I mean, there, there these are the life lessons that we get to encounter and i'm learning now that changing my dialogue with myself and "Oh, i have to go to work no i get to go to work i get to show up one more time to bat that's a blessing i get to show up one more time to laugh that's a blessing i get to show up one more time to assist and encourage and help that's a blessing yeah because a lot of people walk away and i understand why too oh
1: yeah Oh, yeah. There's people who, I mean, I don't even know if it's like that they're stronger than us and they could just walk away from it, or I don't know. I feel
0: like everyone has their own threshold to things and what yeah. they're going to do. You know, go through. Yeah. Uh, it's the breaking point. I think everyone has their own individual breaking point. I think if I was going through this and it was still just three people, mm, <laughs> I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, I I can deal with the. It's it's almost like, you know, when your parent is tripping, but your siblings got your back and you guys can rely on each other. Versus when your parent is tripping and you're an only child, or your parent is tripping and you know, they just happen to be the flying monkey to the narcissist. So that's not even helpful. You're still alone. It's it's all of these different variations, um, for me at least. And again, it's a threshold. If it was me and three people trying to demobilize the whole site with, with, the, with the confusion and chaos that we have. Mm-mm. With over
1: <laughs> 600 people.
0: Yeah, no. Exactly. Yeah, no. So yeah. I um, you know, it's trusting the process for me. And okay. the baby steps, going after what you want. I am very excited about it. And um yeah, I just look forward to look like I look forward to being able to look back and be proud of what we've done, even though right now to me it feels like failure it feels like well what the hell did we do this for what did yeah. we do all of this for <laughs> just it, part of it felt like wasted time but it's not it doesn't go in vain yeah i mean i feel like
1: the program wasn't properly thought out that's for sure but i feel like we did plant some seeds within the program within the clients that we served And I think that's what fulfills my heart knowing that I planted the seeds that needed to be planted, regardless if it was the full outcome of a program.
0: Agreed. Yeah. But you know, we just gonna continue to trust the process and continue to push forward. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what comes for every person after this. And Being able to take the lessons that we've learned, whether it's, you know, whatever the lessons are and pushing forward. And I hope it inspires people to do what it is they truly want to do. Like I've learned, I truly enjoy helping people. I've always known that. But in this capacity, I'm really like fired up (laughs) when it comes about my client. I don't play about them. You know, I'm learning that, um, and that's really cool. So I, I look forward to seeing how we all spread our wings and, you know, just become all of the things we ever hope to be. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I think that's all we could really, you know, hope for and achieve in life. Agree. For, yep.
0: That's awesome. Well, y'all keep trusting the process out there, folks.
1: And remember, you don't don't have to know how it's going to happen. Just know that it will and continue to trust.
0: Continue to trust. Peace. That concludes today's episode. Thanks for coming through to Chop It Up with us. We're really glad you're here feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram. It's a no for me, K-N-O-W. And also, give us a nice rating. We'd love to hear your feedback. Enjoy the rest of your week. Stay grounded in love and stay solid.